Thanks for tuning in to Americana Music Profiles. It's Season 3, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine in print and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com online. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's join in on another great conversation with one of the Americana Music Industry's super talented artists. Craig Bignell and his wife, Suzanne, make up the Canadian duo calling themselves Over the Moon. Their new CD, Moon Dancer, has just been released, and Craig and I have a chat about that on this edition of Americana Music Profiles. Well, hi, Craig. Welcome to the podcast today. Hey, thanks for having us. Hey, sure. Good to talk to you. So uh, we we were talking off air a little bit, and um, you're kind of running on uh, running on fumes this morning. You're quite busy busy this week, right? Yeah, Calgary Stampede is a kind of like Fiddler's New, New Year's Eve for uh, for uh, the the whole week. You know, yeah. everybody's playing a million different shows, a million different venues. See people running around downtown carrying <laughs> their guitars and banjos, going from gig to gig. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. What kind of um, what kind of audience attendance do you get at that event? I'm sure it's packed. Yeah, there's some there's some some big ones. Uh, Sue and I did one last year. Like we have a day job. Our day job are playing bass and drums for all kinds of artists. And last year we took one in. They have these big tents downtown that hold like two thousand people, and they're and it starts like at eleven o'clock in the morning and it goes till like two in the morning. And it's packed and so hot and so loud. <laughs> wow. I said it sounds like a pig barn in there. If you've never been in a pig barn, <laughs> yeah. all, people are screaming and, you know what I mean? It, and there just, I think, three or four of them. But this year, we're not doing any of those. We're playing mostly acoustic music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's crazy. And um, yeah. and you are in Canada where are we talking right now specifically? Uh, we live about... Uh, an hour and a half southwest of Calgary on a on a ranch in the middle of nowhere. Okay, oh, that's, that but yeah, but fun. Calgary's our kind of our business base. Yeah. There. Okay. Well, uh, we obviously want to talk about um, the music that you and Suzanne are doing together. I, I did have a, a few questions though. You you've um, had a different career path before you guys got together, right? Yeah, I'm a drummer, percussionist, and that's what I've done most of my life. Um, and then about 10 years ago, or maybe 12, I, I lose track of time, but uh, uh, I was I played on some demo recordings uh, up here in Ontario, actually, um, that have some songs, and then the songs got down to John Cowan, if you, you know John oh, yeah, New sure. Draft Survival. Mm-hmm. And uh, John sought me out because he liked how I felt when I was playing the, the drum parts and stuff. And hmm. All of a sudden, he called me one day and said, Hey, Craig, this is John Cowan. And I had just started playing banjo a little bit before then, kind of because I was going drum cases. I had some money left over. I saw a banjo hanging there, and I went, Hey, look at that, a snare and a stick. And I <laughs> thought I'd, I thought I'd uh, buy this banjo, so I took it home, and I, I didn't even know what bluegrass music was, really, so I went and... Uh, to a record store, a CD store, and asked if they had any bluegrass music. The only thing they had was Newgrass Revival, and I went, really? I guess that's bluegrass. <laughs> yeah, so I put it on, and it blew me away. Yeah. I went, I love this stuff. So I started playing 
playing banjo and listening to it, and I listened to John Hartford like crazy. Yeah. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, fast forward a few years, John calls me, who's a huge, I was a huge fan of him. Yeah. And said, do you want to come down and start playing with me? And I said, yeah. So the first night I went down to his house and knocked at the door and met him and came in. I was, I was, was to stay at his house there. Uh, next one I said, John Hartford records. And I said, oh, I love John Hartford. And so him and I sat up all night singing Hartford tunes and playing them on guitar. Wow. But he didn't even know I played banjo. Wow. So then, uh, 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 I don't know, a few weeks later, I said, you know, I played banjo. I could bring it down in, uh, the next time I come. And so I played banjo with him and Jeff, the guitar player, just started laughing. They couldn't believe a drummer from Canada <laughs> could play banjo. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so, cool. So did, did you get the... Was that just a kind of a one one time thing, or did you get to play with them for a while? No, I played with John for about five years. Okay, uh, played all over, played all those festivals like Telluride and stuff. And yeah, got to play with a lot of the guys from Newgrass, uh, and even with Bela a bunch of times. So I didn't play the banjo that day, though. Know? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, a lot of times it was Scott Vestal or uh, Rex McGee was playing. But Rex was a fiddle player, so when he played fiddle, I'd play banjo, and I wasn't doing my wacky stand-up drum percussion so. <laughs> yeah that's awesome so you, you've really had a um uh, a career of being immersed in all of this kind of music uh to begin with and yeah it just it just got to me went right to my soul and then i was down there sometimes i'd i'd be on stage and we backed up vassar clements for a bunch of years too, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and and, and because of John Hartford, I was a huge fan of Matthews. Well, who isn't? And I couldn't believe sometimes I'd open my eyes and look on stage and see who's there with me. Like all my heroes, you know? Yeah. Like, wow. Unreal. And hanging out with Tony Rice and people. And that most musicians up here would never even get to meet. Yeah, sure. You know, so. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That's that's a crazy story. That's awesome. That's cool. So, and I think, I think listening to them and... and playing this banjo and stuff made me drum differently and that's why they all wanted to hire me all the time yeah i was more sensitive to it you yeah. know what i mean yeah wow that's awesome yeah so what what yeah. happened at, at where did you go from there were you with them until they <clears throat> until they stopped playing or did you move on to do something else well uh i went it's a funny story i went mountain biking one day up in Ontario, and I crashed really bad. I really smashed my leg. I had a hematoma the size of a grapefruit on the size of my leg. Oh, and I, my gosh. And we had to play the, the Winfield uh, flat picking contest that weekend. John augmented the band with uh, Stuart Duncan and stuff. It was going to be... And I tried to get to the airport, and halfway there, I had to go to the hospital. It was getting bigger, you know, so I couldn't... <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't drum for almost six months after wow. the surgery and everything. Wow. So, so I uh, had to stop playing with John, and he's never replaced me. He's never got another drummer since then. Wow. And uh, and and plus, being in Canada to get work visas and stuff to come down there is so expensive, and it, it, it's really really hard. And so we just said, we'll just wait until he gets enough dates in a row and. Then we'll do it. And so every six months or so, he'll call and say, Craig, I got this doing this, so do you want to come and do it? And it never seems to work out. 
So, <laughs> but we still keep in touch, and he still said, I was supposed to go with him and Brooke and Darren Aldridge a little while while ago, but the dates are too far apart. And, yeah. And it cost too much money for visas. and Yeah. So just hasn't happened wow oh that's cool yeah i i i love brooke and darren and i knew he was playing with them so that that's that's uh it's neat that you guys have been able to keep in touch like that at least yeah and then when he comes up here with the doobie brothers he always invites me to go see him and hang out and stuff yeah he's a john's a really good friend of mine yeah it's it's amazing how little things connect to big things you know you yeah just by coincidence if you want to say that you know he he ends up listening to something that you did and and then you get connected to all of these all of these people that that are you know well known in the industry and and, and big stars it's it's that's a cool story i like that yeah it was just unreal playing a telluride and hanging out backstage with Tim O'Brien and Allison Krauss and even <laughs> Tim O'Brien's sister Molly. I've been a huge fan of hers, and the guitar player Jeff introduced me to it, saying, "Hey, Craig, this is Molly O'Brien." But I was so blown away by all my heroes there. Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was Tim O'Brien's wife. Oh no! And I was talking to her. <laughs> I was talking to her for quite a while, and then all of a sudden it hit me, and I'm like, "Here." <laughs> Because Susan, I love uh, Tim and Molly O'Brien albums. You know the yeah. stuff. Yeah, it really we we do a, co- a bunch of their songs live when we play, and and I love how their voices blend. And yeah, they're huge, huge uh, influences yeah. on us. I didn't even know I was talking to her for about a half an hour. <laughs> she really like my voice. She said you sound like a little angel. Yeah, I said, yeah. I don't know if I like that, but yeah, it's <laughs> cool. So, so, uh, yeah. so fast forward to, to present day, and, and um, uh, you, you meet Suzanne, and uh, which is which is a really cool story. I want you to tell me a little bit of that, and, and and you guys put together this thing called Over the Moon, and that's what you're doing now. Tell me, tell me about Suzanne, and and how you guys got hooked up. Uh, I was living in Ontario, uh, just south of Owen Sound, Ontario. Um, which is kind of a little bit north, about two and a half hours north, Toronto, north, east, west. And uh, <clears throat> I I have a, I had a recording studio there, and I would do record drums on people's records and percussion and stuff, and even banjo sometimes, for people that I've never even met lots of times. Mm-hmm. So this one project came in for uh, a three-lady singer, like a trio group from Calgary for me to do. So mm-hmm. I recorded it just like always and then a couple months later I, w- I was flying to Calgary to rehearse a tour up here with a guy named Tom Jackson the Cross Canada tour and I was drumming on it and the <clears throat> Sue's band found out I was going to be there so they asked me if I wanted to play the CD release party and I said sure I'll be here so that's when I met Suzanne mm-hmm. I was kind of knocked out by her and then the guy that we were doing the tour for was having a dinner party and he invited me because I was sitting in his house, I had no choice. And uh, he invited he invited this, this trio of girls to come to as well because he's friends with them. Uh-huh. There's a lot of musician people. So they were all sitting around in a circle after supper playing and singing songs and passing the guitar around. So it was my turn. Yeah. And at that point, I'd never sang a song myself. I sing Barnaby's all the time, but I was really nervous, especially playing guitar in front of all of these overconfident people, you know. Right, right. So I was singing this song, and Sue 
was there and she had her acoustic bass and she felt sorry for me struggling. <laughs> so she came and stood behind beside me and started playing with me out of her bass and then sang. And it was I fell in love with her instantly. Yeah. Wow. That's it was cool. A, and then we just discovered our voices blend really good, like the Everly Brothers. Yeah. You know, kind of it has a really good sound. And then we said, let's record it. Let's start doing some shows. And we did a few. And then we started working on our record. And then you guys end up getting married. Yeah, we we ended up getting married and we did a few. Sh- and then we said, let's record. But we have no money. So uh, we just recorded it at home. And I've never recorded anything except drums at home before and banjo. Yeah. So, uh, but honestly, it turned out really good somehow. And and the CD yeah. that you're talking about is uh, Moon Dancer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's cool. All originals? Uh, there's a couple covers. We do um, uh, an Ian Tyson tune. If you know Ian Tyson from. Ian and Sylvia. Okay, sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Fort Strong Winds. He's pretty famous. He's a rancher too, and his ranch is just across the river from us. Hmm. And, and sometimes, sometimes he, he's a really nice guy, but sometimes he he gets bothered all the time. He's not the friendliest if you just approach him. <laughs> so, and I heard a friend of mine playing this song "Moon Dancer." It's our title cut, and uh, who used to play with him? And I said, I'm going to go ask him if I can record that. So it took me two months to get up the nerve just to drive over to his ranch yeah. and ask him. <laughs> and I did. I pulled up and I drove in behind the house like a, a neighbor would. And, and he met me at the door and goes, what the hell is this? I said, I'll uh, I, I play with these guys, Dave Hamilton and Mel Wilson. And he goes, I want to hold that against you. And I said, they're all his old bandmates. And then, and then I said, I married Eva Levesque's daughter. He knows his mom. He goes, oh, yeah. And I said, we have a little deal when we're recording a record and we love Moon Dancer. And he goes, I wonder if we could record it. He goes, "Yeah, you can, but I don't, I don't, I don't remember the words. I don't know who would know them." <laughs> and the guy that I got it from didn't know them either, so I had to do some research, and I really found it. And it turned out great. That's funny. And when we were, re- this is a funny story. We were, when we were recording at home, the, she was singing, it and the coyotes were so loud that my, it was getting in the microphone. You know what I mean? I was yeah. trying to isolate it, so I put a big duvet on her head. <laughs> over top of her and the microphone wow. and you know so we couldn't hear the coyotes and then it was getting hot she was getting mad at me so <laughs> so we had to, we went into her she has a big closet with all her clothes hanging in it uh-huh. and she has like 4,000 dresses and skirts and my one shirt in there and so <laughs> we went in there and uh, and it came out so beautifully yeah unreal yeah I saw yeah oh, I, I love the song yeah that's cool. Yeah. So, so um, the songs that you wrote that are originals are, are are they yours or hers or was it a collaborative thing for your original material? Uh, yeah, we pretty much wrote them all together, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And and where did the inspiration come for those songs? Uh, most of them are uh, just from living out here. Yeah, you should see where we live, right against the mountains. It's unreal. Where we live, you can't see a single human thing. Wow! It's just it's just mountains and, and you know bears and cougars and and cows once in a while. Wow, and, that's and cool. Stuff. 
And the one song we wrote on there, it's called Turtle Mountain, is about the 1903 um, uh, um, landslide or mountain slide in uh, Crow's Nest Pass. It <clears throat> happened at 4 in the morning, and it covered a whole town, called Frank. Wow. And uh, it, it's still unreal when you drive through there. Like, the rocks are as big as, like, huge buildings, and they just covered everything. It was the worst... Uh, Lying flat slide disaster in Canada ever. That's crazy. So, wow. Yeah, so that one's called. The natives always, they would never camp there. The, the Blackfoot natives, they said that that mountain walks. They, that's what they call the Turtle Mountain because hmm. it's walking. Hmm. So, and then somebody built a town there. <laughs> it's interesting to hear, um, you know, folks from another country talk about inspiration for their songs because it's. For, for you, it's history. You know, it makes sense. You know those yep. names for us in, in the United States or if I was in Australia. You know, th- those names don't uh, – I, yeah. I don't have a connection with them, but but vice versa. You know, if I if I start talking to you about things around here that anybody around yeah. here would know, you know, so it's I, – I, I find it very fascinating um, how – the world is so big and we're all so connected, but we're still not, you know, there's still, yeah, there's still all of, of these, um, things that, that I'll never really understand in other places in the world that, that make perfect sense to, to folks like you guys, when yeah. you sit down to write a song, it's, all that just fascinates yeah. me. Yeah. And that's a, that's a neat thing about songs, you know, it's neat. Right, because then the, those songs that that you guys have written are, you know, are crossing boundaries, e- even when when you might not necessarily be, and so those stories are getting told right. to to people in other countries, other parts of the world. Yeah, yep, for sure. When we released our CD over in the UK, and it, and uh, so lots of people over there are already writing and stuff and asking about that that song in particular hmm. and what happened. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, Huh, that's cool. Sounds like it might be a great uh, uh, music video. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> that's that's the, the one on that record I thought would be a great video because honestly, you should see it or Google it. Google uh, uh, Frank Slide or Crowsness Slide, and it's unreal. Yeah, it's unreal. yeah. It's yeah, now now I'm curious. I will. <laughs> yeah. So the the CD came out when? How long has it been out? Just. Uh, six weeks now or something. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. So, uh, do you guys plan a uh, any sort of uh, tour with that? Is it just going to be mixed into your repertoire? How how will you get that out? Um, like I said, we're looking at putting together a tour here in Canada, but Canada's so big, and it's and the towns are so far apart. It's it's really hard to put together a whole one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so spread out, you know. Um, but we are planning a tour in the UK. We've released it there. We have a, a, a publicist over there and, a, and a, an agent who's putting together a tour for us now. And and towns are a lot closer, and there's yeah. so many festivals <laughs> and cool cool places. And, sure. And uh, almost every day we get another magazine review from over there or live radio. Yeah, you know yeah. we have to call live radio shows and stuff. And mm-hmm. It's pretty neat. They really like acoustic music there. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. W- will you bring it down to the states too? Uh, again, I I want to. Uh, we're coming to Folk Alliance again this year. Yeah, uh, 
Uh, I would love to. I'm even thinking of working with a, a, an agency down there. We just don't know which one right. yet. Right, yeah. So yeah. we'd love to. It's just so hard with uh, immigration to come across and do that. Yeah, and it changes every day, too. It's frustrating, I know. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm fine with John Deerly, and it's just mostly just because of that. Yeah. So... so uh People want to listen to it, want to get in touch with you. What's the best way to track you down? We have a website called uh, OverTheMoonBand.com, and uh, you can find our songs. You can get the physical CD and the download at our website, but you can also get it on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Yeah. I see now Amazon even has it. Okay, good. how that happens. <laughs> well, it's good. I mean, this is all new to me. <laughs> like how, how come all these people are selling our TV? Yeah, yeah. It's funny. <laughs> That's great. Well, I enjoyed talking yeah. to you, Craig. Thanks for the stories, and uh, best of luck to you and Suzanne, for sure. Thanks so much, Craig. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.